0: well hello kids and welcome to a very special episode of the eager beaver podcast in episode four mr grizzly and i uh, in the bee block started to have a discussion on whether or not conservatives are good for our health and uh well we really got into it and uh we were chatting for a while and when we were done we realized hey we've got a show here so we decided to Keep it and uh, package it and present our discussion to you as a very special episode. We hope that you enjoy it. As the national mishmash of COVID-related lockdowns continue on, Canadians, who are typically long to anger, have made their displeasure with their provincial government's handling of the pandemic quite well known. As we've mentioned before, the four biggest COVID outbreaks in the country are still in Manitoba, Alberta, Ontario, and Saskatchewan and for a time, Quebec was also among them. Not coincidentally, those five provinces happen to be led by ideologically conservative politicians, which leads us to wonder, are conservative governments bad for our health?
1: I'm beginning to think so. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, biases up front, this discussion is not being held in a vacuum, but rather it's taking place on top of a series of decisions by conservative governments over the past several years that have cost Canadians their lives. Back in the days of Mike Harris in Ontario, we had Walkerton. Harris allowed for the Walkerton Public Utilities Commission to be operated by people who had no formal training for the job. Consequence, over 2,000 cases of E. coli, 27 severe cases, and six deaths. Yeah, that's a pretty terrible record. That's a terrible record. He is also infamous, according to the public inquiry testimony by former Ontario Attorney General Charles Harnick for walking into a meeting attended by Ontario Provincial Police Officer Ron Fox on the afternoon of September 6, 1995, hours before police stormed Ipperwash Provincial Park, bellowing,
1: I want the effing Indians out of the park.
0: A note here that the actual words out of Harris's mouth included the full-on version of the word effing. That very evening, Dudley George was murdered by the OPP. Under Prime Minister Harper, Conservatives tried to do food safety on the cheap, resulting in the 2008 Listeriosis tainted meat crisis, during which 35 Canadians were injured, 22 of them died. Then Minister of Agriculture Jerry Ritz, who was more concerned about the political fallout than about dying Canadians,
1: glibly quipped, This is like a death by a thousand cuts. Or should I say cold cuts? (laughs)
0: Also, when told about a new death in Prince Edward Island, Ritz said Please tell me it's Wayne Easter Wayne Easter was the liberal agriculture critic at the time All class Yeah (laughs) Though Ritz did his best to prove he was a total dick Harper never sanctioned or demoted Ritz for any of this he remained Minister of Agriculture and Agrifood till the end. Pathetic. <sighs> Pathetic. Crazy. And most famously on this list, or perhaps infamously, there was Lakme Gatsik. That's mm. when conservatives inexplicably gave the rail company with the hands-down worst safety record in North America the A-OK to reduce the number of staff on trains carrying explosive materials from a whopping two people <laughs> down to one. And this while being woefully underinsured for maximum liability, twenty-five million dollars. Since then changed to one billion to give you an idea of just how underinsured they were. And they were allowed. Ridiculous. Cut them down to one person.
1: Yeah, it's it's all about what's it all about again?
0: Profit.
1: Let's Mm -hmm. increase the bottom line to hell with people's lives. Conservatives will make you sick and die. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is you know, the evidence speaks for itself, right? The incident went down as the
0: fourth deadliest rail accident in Canadian history, the deadliest involving a non-passenger train, and the deadliest since Confederation. There's been no Canadian rail accident as deadly since the 1864 Saint-Hilaire train disaster, which killed 99. According to Wikipedia,
1: 47 people were killed, more than 30 buildings in the town center, roughly half of the downtown area, were destroyed and all but three of the 39 remaining downtown buildings had to be demolished due to petroleum contamination of the town site. Initial newspaper reports described a one-kilometer blast radius.
0: And now we have COVID. A May 3rd ECOS poll has showed that net approval of how provincial governments are handling COVID from the citizens in Atlantic Canada, plus 62%. In Quebec, plus 39 percent in british columbia plus nine percent in manitoba and this is may 3rd things have gotten much worse since minus eight percent saskatchewan was at minus 23 percent ontario minus 49 percent and alberta minus
1: 57 percent ah yes all conservative governments of each province that has such terrible terrible ratings
0: Mm -hmm. now it seems i don't know about you but when you get into like there must be a mercy rule somewhere that what like for the people like when you get to like minus 49 or minus 57 like i don't know somebody should just like come in and like eject you right
1: (laughs) one would hope
0: my goodness but ontario and alberta have majorities so Mm -hmm. and for some reason The party caucuses will not
1: revolt and throw their leaders out. And I don't understand why. I don't understand why either. Cult of personality, uh, a fear. I just, I do not get it. I was like, it's, you Uh, know, was like uh, Poland, Australia, man. Yeah. (laughs) Like, how could you have a conscience if you're a member of that party and watch what the leader of that party has done to the people in your province. And you just sit there silently. Like, I get it. You're, you're afraid to lose your job, but you know what? people are losing their lives because of their ineptitude. So yeah. if you have a backbone and you're in the conservative party in any of these provinces, UCP, conservative black québécois, whatever the case may be, stand up and shout.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like politicians keep on telling us all the time. The number one job of any government is to keep their people safe. That's it. Yeah. Keeping them it. healthy keeping them alive, keeping them not infected by a pandemic, I think would count as that. I would, uh, yeah. Everything else is secondary. They agreed. agreed. Everything else is secondary. If 100% of your focus and what you're doing is not on keeping people alive, not creating the conditions for them to have a good life once we get out of this pandemic, not, you know, not centered anything around that, you got the wrong priorities.
1: Well, their priorities the are all, priorities. all just uh, about the economy, just about business, just about the economy. Ontario is open for business. Um, actually, as the premier of the province of Ontario, you shouldn't be getting mixed up in that. You should be mm-hmm. taking care of people and creating programs like universal basic income, increasing the minimum wage, mm-hmm. decreasing the hours worked, making mm-hmm. people's lives better. And guess what? The market will take care of itself
0: exactly if you give cr- if you create an a workforce that is educated as possible as healthy as possible and doesn't have to spend 60 percent of its time just feeding and housing itself in mm-hmm. order to like be able to fall asleep to go back to work the next day mm-hmm. because you take all that brain power and all that effort power like this and you focus it on something else yep. because you're taking care of that part just, the economy will take care of itself.
1: It does. It's been proven exactly. to do it. You look at countries like all of Scandinavia, for example, Yep. where they have invest all in these your people invest in your people and it, it, your people will invest in you. Yep. <sighs> so in Saskatchewan. The vaccination rollout
0: appears to be one of the better ones in the country and the premier is to be commended for at one time unequivocally standing by his public health official following uh, some racist attacks Mm -hmm. Uh, that was like so not cool and he was pretty definite uh, when he stood up for him and that was cool true Uh, but he resisted calls to shut things down when it was time thus causing a huge crisis and even then his lockdown measures have been half-hearted which explains why the province can't seem to get below a rolling seven-day cases number of 1,000 for at least three weeks Nova Scotia, which had a really sharp spike, Mm -hmm. has already been there and back. Premier Scott Moe seems to be content with keeping a fire going so long as it doesn't get too big. That is not keeping people safe. That is managing hospital space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not your priority. No, That's not your job. Managing the hospital space belongs to the health officials. You're supposed to keep the people out of the hospital in the first place. That's That's your job.
1: Yep. He's not not doing his job.
0: No. No. But where Mo is behaving like a big old dick by swinging his tiny one around, someone claiming he is so somehow, he's claiming he's so superior to the prime minister that Saskatchewan, exceptionally, will be having a Mo summer, not a Trudeau summer.
1: We just learned what a Trudeau summer looks like. Looks like you're still locked down in many instances. We're not doing that in Saskatchewan. Mo
0: keeps on forgetting that the Trudeau government is procuring, paying for, and delivering to the provinces the vaccine without which it would be a locked-down summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, leave it to a conservative premier, right, to be out on a date with a hot guy that's completely out of his league, <laughs> right? And the hot guy picks up the bill, and still you're ungrateful.
1: Yeah then that's effectively what just took place, right? what a just, dick. Uh. <laughs> what a dick,
0: what a dick, what a dick, what a dick. Uh, the long and short of it, if people are getting vaccinated and having any summer at all, it's a Trudeau summer, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Minister Anita Anand, who's been doing a fantastic job
1: mm-hmm.
0: at getting vaccine in so, so much faster than you know was announced last September and December. Right. Uh, you know, because and they're paying for it all and they're delivering it to the pro like, okay. Can we just give a little credit where credit is due? we like, we need to cut the crap, right? Oh, okay. The federal government has been doing a pretty good job on this. And any, 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 any credit that the provincial premiers get for rollout, and Saskatchewan with the second best rollout of the provinces, mm-hmm. does get some credit for that. This yes. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's shared. Okay. It's shared. Don't be a douche.
1: It's not in their DNA.
0: The other way Mo is being a dick is by somehow acting as if he knows better than the experts. Mo is single-handedly leading the way and laying the groundwork for a fourth wave in Canada. Despite the fact Saskatchewan right now is the fourth biggest COVID hotspot in Canada. Mo's already reopening restaurants for indoor dining and freaking bars. What is the deal with conservatives and alcohol?
1: Keep the people drunk and happy and they won't know what hit them.
0: Oh my God. Jeez. In addition, he's walking around like a peacock claiming that he doesn't need to wait until 75% of adults are vaccinated with one dose. For him, 70% will do.
1: Is he an epidemiologist?
0: I don't know. Now, it's a 5% difference, right? It doesn't seem like a big one, but just enough for the pissing contest, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's all it is. And perhaps a fatal decision. Agreed. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. No, I don't get it. Nor do I. Then you get to Quebec, and a lot of people are wondering how Lugo is doing so well when you consider that Quebec, you know, needed to call in the military during the first wave, mm-hmm. and has basically been Canada's COVID death zone. Of the over or about twenty five thousand two hundred Canadians who have died to date, eleven thousand one hundred and ten about are from Quebec that's a lot
1: that's a hell of a
0: lot Yeah. now Ontario which has about 1.7 times the population has counted up just shy of 8600 deaths
1: not not really a great record either mind you but per capita per capita it's considerably better yes it's considerably <laughs>
0: it's it, yeah it is it, it if you saw that on a graph, the bar for Quebec would like be way oh, way up, yes, absolutely, yeah. comparatively, comparatively. So, yes. but you know, Doug Ford, he's tanking now. There's more than one reasons than just long term care, but why is not Lago? A lot of know. people are asking now. corrects the Quebecois are cutting him some slack because Quebec, having had its 2020 March break earlier than most places when we didn't know as much, mm-hmm. pretty much walked right into the first wave, chin up, ass out. Yes. You know, got uppercut in the chin and wound it up. Yeah. The kids and were all off. Can't blame that. The oh. kids
1: were off school, uh, on the Gatineau side right here. Uh, and then, and, and it was like, I think two weeks later when, when the kids would have been off school here in Ontario and we, everything had come to that screeching halt. Right. I mean, it was the yeah. 13th or 14th, I think when everything completely shut down, whereas exactly. you had people who were on vacation. Cause they had a March break.
0: Yeah. And you know, and Ford shortly before told yeah, people to go, go on March break when, yeah. when stuff from Quebec started happening should have known better, but Lego, I mean, some people say you could say know better, but let's say we cut them some slack because mm-hmm. it's at the beginning. So maybe that's what's happening there. Um, so could very well, but be. of the five provinces, Quebec is clearly doing the best at the moment. It has the best vaccination rollout. Mm-hmm. Saskatchewan was it for the wild, but Quebec has recently surpassed it and is doing well. Uh, you know, and uh, Quebec's uh, daily case rate uh, just announced today is the lowest it's had been in eight months. So they're doing they're doing what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did put a curfew on as well, where a lot of provinces didn't do that.
1: Uh, true, and and people have so made mostly call. obeyed it. He did make a tough call, a very tough call.
0: And M- Montreal is. Pretty much avoided the third wave.
1: Yes, yes. So, now I mean, you have; they have had protest anti-mask protests in downtown Montreal, and most yes. Montrealers were going, "What the hell is wrong with you people?" Yeah, but you're, you're putting us all what, at risk.
0: Yeah, one of the four biggest metropolitan areas in the country, right? It yeah. should be COVID central, right?
1: It should be. Yes, it's not. Yeah. So And again, like you say, that... the vaccine rollout is, is I think, a, a big difference there along with the curfew. And they went into more of a shutdown than we ever did in Ontario, save yep. for the very first wave a year ago, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So Legault seems to have learned along the way from the mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Maybe that's why, despite the high death count early on, he's doing better. Mm-hmm. Case in point. Legault did not need the military to come in a second time. nor any additional resources from you know, from the federal government. To no Red a Cross
1: time. or anything like
0: that. Can't say that for the other provinces. Right. Yes. So, um, but right now, uh, Lego is potentially making one error, and he's following Scott Moe's lead. He, too, announced the 70%. So just one more little Ottawa won't tell us what to do type thing just it, just spite right it's just why can't you just row in the same direction as the team right it's
1: just all it's, i all i see is two children in a playground screaming i know you are but what am i at one another it's this is this is what it is right like dude the, the science says 75 percent is a safe mark nope we're going to 70. So are you going to take full responsibility for the deaths that happen on your watch because you damn well should?
0: And here's something yeah, I think we were talking about it in previous weeks. Today in the news, like in the UK, mm-hmm. right, they have their highest daily case rate in a month.
1: Oh, I did not see that. I missed yeah, that.
0: I did, about like 15 minutes before I, I sat down to recording, I saw it and I heard it. So they were taking Hmm. off masks they were dining and
1: it's the variant from india which is the deadliest one thus far
0: thus far so you know here's the thing right it's like we're all talking about when we can take off masks and all that type of stuff and the thing we're because we have vaccines what we have to worry about are mutations Mm -hmm. because okay it's a lot of mutations nothing happens you know some of them get weaker and die off like this but you know the natural selection the ones that are stronger because the more it gets to spread the more chance it has to mutate and right now the global reality is that india is mutation central yes how many generations of mutations of this virus there will be in india alone before they get it under control and that those can travel and it just, seemed, yeah. again, I have no epidemiological background, but every time we've thought that we've gotten this and every time around the world where everybody said he's gotten this, mm-hmm. right? India mm-hmm. thought they had it. The UK thought they had it. I guess, whoops, we don't got it. Mm-hmm. I believe in better safe than sorry. I believe that there's, I'm not saying it's absolutely sure, but I believe that there is a chance that we are being a little too cocky. Agreed. Just a little too cocky. Well, well, (laughs) you know, a
1: a little anecdotal side note here. A a friend of mine in Montreal, I haven't seen her in a few years. Um, uh, She's a respirologist. She works at Jewish Mm -hmm. General Hospital. She came home with COVID. Her husband and kids all got it. They've all recovered, thankfully. But she's Mm -hmm. a respirologist. This is her specialty, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And she's like, was saying she was terrified of this and then ended up getting it, trying to help people. So if you got a premier, of the province who's saying, no, no, 70 is good enough. Why don't you ask somebody like a respirologist who's already had COVID, who, you know, knows exactly what's going on works in the mm-hmm. city of Montreal. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. get their opinions because I really don't give a damn what the premier has to say, cause he's not a scientist. Dr. Tam said 75% is a good mark. Guess what? She's a specialist in this field. I'm going to listen to her. You know why? She's an expert. And his opinion doesn't mean a damn thing because he's not an expert in that field.
0: And Dr. Tam is considering nothing but the science and the data.
1: That's right. That's right. Dr.
0: Tam is not pressured by, you know, anti-maskers and nope. anti-vaxxers and, and they, she has the full businesses. support of the prime that's
1: minister too, which is the, a great thing. Like he stands behind yeah. her 100% because yes. well, the, and, you know,
0: the prime minister is a bit of a science geek. So, well, know, that's he gets the thing,
1: it. right? He gets it. So, and, and he's one of those individuals. And I, first off, let me just clarify this. I didn't vote liberal in the last federal election. So I don't want mm-hmm. anybody thinking I'm, I'm tooting his horn but I'm Mm going to give the man the respect that's deserved of him. He respects Mm -hmm. experts. He any, how many times have you seen him say it? Don't listen to politicians when it comes to your health. Listen to doctors because that's what you do. My opinion about this means nothing compared to an experts. My opinion does has no validity whatsoever compared to an actual expert in this field. I'm going to listen to them and I will spout the same words as them because they're experts yeah <laughs> in praise of experts in praise of experts indeed
0: uh, yeah. hey
1: Mr. Grizzly hey Mr. Beaver how you doing
0: I'm doing really well I got something interesting in the mail this week what's that I got a book Miss V and the Lettrist Lawyer
1: oh hey you know what I got the but same thing too no way yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah, apparently, The Miss V Mysteries is an LGBTQ cozy mystery series written by Delilah Knight. Cool. Miss V is 60, trans and classy sassy and a bit smart assy. From her kitten heels to her chic bob, Miss V is a lady through and through. When her late aunt's lawyer is found murdered and clutching V's favourite Chanel jacket, she is immediately arrested. Can she find the real killer before the local law puts her away for good? Will she be forced to trade 50s rock and roll for jailhouse blues? Do prisons even have a happy hour?
1: Not that I'm aware of.
0: Oh my God, how awful would that be?
1: That would be tragic.
0: Tragic, totally tragic. Miss V and the Lettress Lawyer is the first book in a humorous cozy mystery series from by Ace author Delilah Knight. On sale now wherever eBooks are sold, paperback copies are also available or call your local library and ask them to get it in. Signed copies available at www.corvidmoonpublishing.com. That's www.corvidmoonpublishing, all in one word, dot com. The Miss V Mysteries. You need to be reading this. So now we get to Manitoba. (laughs) Hmm. So as mentioned before, Manitoba has the worst outbreak in the country at the moment. It was the very last of the provinces to adopt serious lockdown measures as the third wave was decimating Quebec, Ontario, Manitoba, and Alberta. So Brian Pallister was just sitting there watching it all happen Yep, like this. And you know, it's like, he's got like pandemic to the left of him, pandemic to the right of him. He's like, I'm good. Stuck in the middle.
1: Well, did you see his interview with Rosie Barton? And she said, but what are you doing? You've got all the, and he said, well, what would you have done? And she's like, I'm not the premier. I'm a reporter asking you questions. Why are you asking me this? I know that's, oh my God, what would you have done? It's like. Dude, that, I would go to the experts you know, but, and ask them. <laughs> but that's the, again,
0: like, again, PR moment here.
1: hmm
0: Right? You're playing chess, right? Like this, this is the tell that the other guys got nothing. Nothing. Not only does he got, not only does he got nothing, he's like, completely bewildered
1: mm-hmm. like this
0: because like you know he has no move he has no plan he has no strategy he doesn't know what's coming next he's it whatever's going on is happening to him
1: yeah you see the gears in his head spinning but they're not actually turning anything <laughs> it's,
0: and that you know, like like i'm sorry but it's like but if you're, you're like you're a pr guy that's your nightmare <laughs> hell, hell yeah, yeah. Oh hell yeah. Managing that oh man, who whoever's doing the PR? Like is either getting paid too much I, I because think he's giving the, him really bad advice or is giving him really good advice and he's not listening and is not being
1: paid anywhere near enough. Well the, the there's It's it's possibility of the two things and here's the other big thing that a lot of them do is they will hire somebody who has just finished university is fresh in the field, has little to no mm-hmm. experience. And I'm not knocking young people when I say nope. this, okay? I'm not. But in a crisis situation like this, you want seasoned veterans to be doing this. Yep. But they don't yep. want to pay seasoned veteran prices, right? Yep. Experts cost money. Experience yep. costs money. They don't want to spend the cash. Well, that's just it. They don't want to spend the cash, so let's just hire a couple of students right fresh out of school. We can get them for next to nothing. They know what they're doing. Yeah, it's like you're not getting Fauci for minimum wage, right? Yeah. Well, this is the thing, you know? Uh, and there's so another spin off there about the minimum wage we can talk about later.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So as a result, you know, the situation in Manitoba is beyond worst case scenarios presented at modeling. Mm-hmm. So it was
1: like,
0: I don't know what the guy was waiting for, but anyway, it'd be mean to say, but it's almost like he was resentful that he didn't get to spend his
1: winter in Costa Rica Uh, well maybe maybe he's that spiteful individual I didn't get my time off so screw you people mm. I'm not saying that's what he said or thought okay I'm not making an accusation at all but that's the optics presented
0: every now and then I think of him him as the premier of of Costa Manitoba Rica (laughs) just hmm like the uh, member from Oak Alberta <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, with cases still rising, patients are now being flown out of province to northern Ontario and Thunder Bay, uh, with plans being made to send people to Saskatchewan and even North Dakota, if needed. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg Mayor Brian Bellman and the Prime Minister have arranged for over 100 out of out-of-provinces helpers, such as nurses, respiratory therapists, and contract tracers, as uh, to be uh, to be going over. And uh, recently, uh, I think yesterday, a daily record of 603 new cases one day was reached in Manitoba. Population, yeah. just over
1: a million. Or at the, Yeah, they have just over a million. That's right. Yeah. Most of the population, of course, residing in Winnipeg, right?
0: Yes, exactly. 20% of Manitoba's cases have been among school-aged children. Yikes. So the whole, you know, children are safe, children, forget that. Mm-hmm. You hear that again when we're talking about reopening schools? It's BS. It's total, BS. total BS. We're, like this may have been true with the first generation of of, of COVID. Because, mm-hmm. okay. but yeah, we're at third, fourth mutations now. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you you need more proven than what was happening in the first. You can't rely on what you, was on the first. It's Keep old
1: old that. data. It doesn't apply. It's old to data you. Now. It doesn't apply. Yes. yes.
0: So in Manitoba, it's truly all hands on deck, and oh boy, we hope, we hope the tide turns quickly. Yes, Manitoba, just please, 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 please stay safe, and please listen to the experts. Please.
1: We That's why they're experts. Live. That's why they're experts. Listen to them. They we have your you best vote interest vote. In, at heart, right? It's, uh, they have your best interest at heart. They want yes. you to live and thrive.
0: Yes. And listen, you know, when we're here like this and we're talking like this and, you know, it's like, yes, we're trashing the conservative premiers, whatnot like this, but it's, we're not trashing them. We're, we're not trashing them just because No, we're not trashing them just because we're happen to be on the progressive side on the of the spectrum. We're not trashing them because they must be destroyed. We're just, your man is no good.
1: Your track record your proves. Your man is no good.
0: We've yeah. been trying to tell you that your man is no good. He thinks only about himself. He will leave you high and dry. Your man is no good. You need Mm -hmm. a good man.
1: (laughs) Or a good woman, please. Or a
0: good woman. It's like, find yourself someone who will love
1: you. Well, I mean, when I look at the premiers. They're just not that into you. The premiers across the country, um, all the conservatives are old, white, out of shape men. And I can say that because remember, I'm an old man. I'm in good shape. But not out of shape. <laughs> I'm in good shape, yeah, and I'm yes. healthy, and am a progressive left-leaning thinker? Uh, yeah, I'm concerned about the economy too, but you know what I'm concerned about more? People's lives. People's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Look, money comes and goes. Money's a construct anyway. It's not real. It's not, you know, it's just to get rid of the gold standard. It's just numbers written on paper. But when was the last time you had cash in your hand? I might have cash in my hand once or twice a year. I pay for everything with my phone these days. It's numbers on a sheet. I don't, money is not real. I, okay, I'm not going off on a tangent there about it, yeah. but, but I'm, I'm I'm not concerned about that. I'm concerned about people's lives. I don't want to see that. people needlessly dying because somebody refuses to do their job. Exactly. Or somebody's trying to get through it on the cheap. Yeah, y- yeah you can't cut corners when it comes to this. I mean, you can't
0: listen, listen you know you have to listen to the message behind behind the message the message behind the message is we just don't think you're worth it
1: that's what yeah, that's exactly what they're saying they're yeah. not that into you <laughs> yeah that's the absolute truth
0: they're not that into you stop voting for them
1: yeah they have your they like do not have your interests in mind they don't
0: and it's listen. you know it's again as we saw on the show, it's not about conservatism, right? Like this mm-hmm. the country needs a good conservative voice. We need the ballots. Why not? Agreed. They're not it. They're not it. They're not it. They're not it. You, If you're a conservative voter, as we said before, you are not getting what you need. These people are not conservatives.
1: They're not. They're, they're not. not. They're reformers. They and all they care about is money.
0: But they're not conservatives. I mean, they're not about you. Like
1: uh, Senator uh, Hugh Siegel. Yeah. conservative. These- He's yes. a true conservative. True. He's a true conservative. And he's the man who who's been fighting to get a universal basic income in this country for thirty years. The man wrote yes. a book called Boots Need Bootstraps Need Boots. Yes. He's like you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps when you don't have any bloody boots. We yeah. need to think we, we can get them? I'd love to. I'd love to have him on. He's a great yeah, guy. I'm see,
0: yeah, because he's, he, he's not a senator anymore. He actually is heading the, the, the universal basic income task force uh, yeah. organization. Yeah, I'd, so let's, let's see that. Man, accessible. I want to
1: see that happen. I really want to see that oh, happen. Me too. The difference it could make in so many people's lives. Yep. Right? Yep. Of just course, maximize people's potential. And, and again, he's a conservative senator. Well, a former senator, but a conservative. He's not one of these guys that are going, Oh, people are just going to mooch off the system. He realizes there are going to be, there's always going to be a percentage of humanity that's going to do that, period. He gets. Get used to it.
0: He gets that it, the best thing that you can do for the economy is to keep your people as educated as possible yes. and as healthy
1: as possible. That's right. That's
0: right. Because 'cause there's without that you do not have a workforce that's ready able you know to, to work and be nimble and you know that's what you need. That's that's the advantage. Mm-hmm. That's why we pay for health. That's why we pay for education. Exactly. Why so that we can give the, the corporate world and whatnot the best workforce and all we ask for them is to recognize it and to give a little back. Just exchange. give a little back. It's it's not <laughs> that much. You know <laughs> it's like it's all being handed to you you don't like it's not like the united states you don't have to pay for their health care like mm-hmm. this they come to you already educated they like, just, just you know they're ready to work yep right it was like yeah you know, like this and you get it on like good roads with good sewage and police mm-hmm. and you get all of that right like this you know nobody's going to storm your 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 business at at midnight you know like this you know and relatively safe rule of law country yes yeah shell in a couple of bucks
1: (laughs) peace order and good government yeah throw a couple of bucks man pay your taxes uh do your fair share it's not rocket surgery
0: yep which brings us to alberta (laughs) (laughs) with the money-worshipping ucp Yeah. Uh, premier jason bumbles kenny is drowning (laughs) minus 50 whatever though the pandemic is currently crusting hard downward right now the seven day cases rate uh is is well it, it's getting better like it, it, there was a big shift today a big big qualitative drop today so it's mm-hmm. it's it it's really good on the downslope. now we can't say it's it's still high mm-hmm. but we're getting there it's getting uh, i'll give it credit so but despite this pressure from the wackadoodliest wing mm-hmm. of his party he actually had to cut bait on Already has the UCP Education Minister Adrian Legrand saying that K-12 classes will start on May 25th everywhere except Fort McMurray, which won't start before May 31st, and Fort McMurray is a bit of a hot mess due to unsatisfactory congregate living conditions Mm -hmm. in work camps. So it's still the second hotbed at the moment, maybe third with that drop, Mm -hmm. Uh, classes are going to open in three days. Yeah, that doesn't sound
1: like a good idea.
0: Alberta does have a pretty good vaccination rate.
1: hmm But
0: mm. yeah.
1: that's also where the highest percentage of anti vaxxers in the country live, though. So there's yes. that.
0: But that's the that's the thing with with the, the thing with Jason Kenny is like why he's doing so low is because he's caught in the middle not pleasing other side. He's he's really upset. The, mm-hmm. you know people on the more progressive and true progressive conservative side this but he's got a really vocal and rabid wing on the other side that is essentially picketing and saying please kill us
1: yes yeah yeah basically <laughs> and
0: uh, so worse yet four days ago as the curve just started to crest premier cartman showed again that he's learned nothing when he went on the record
1: to say albertans have stepped up to the plate in the last couple of weeks in a big way thanks to the efforts and sacrifices made by millions of Albertans, we now see case numbers coming down quickly in almost all parts of the province. We do expect to see hospitalizations peak in the next week or two because of their time lag effect between infection and hospitalizations, but with declining COVID-19 numbers, we can look forward to easing restrictions in the fairly near future. Um,
0: what? What? <laughs> I was waiting for that. I decided not to jump
1: in because I knew when you read that. (laughs) What?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. With, With Saskatchewan next door opening up at 70.
1: So I won't be going out west to visit family and friends anytime soon. Come on, man. Hello, kids. It's Mr. Grizzly, your friendly neighborhood grizzly bear, who's asking you how much you like this program. And I'm asking you if, well, you like this show, you like what you hear, and we're happy to do this for you, if you'd be willing to, you know, throw us a couple of bucks as a tip. And the reason we do this, the reason we ask this question is because there are some production costs involved. We're happy to give this to you, but you know, feel free to send us a couple of dollars over uh, coffee.com. And now the website is ko-fi.com backslash eager beaver Dollar, $2, 50 cents, whatever, whatever you can spare. It helps us with our production costs. Mr. Beaver.
0: That's right, Mr. Grizzly. Uh, if you go to our coffee page, The recommended donation is $3, but it can really be anything you want, Um, less or more, if you happen to like this show especially. Um, We reinvest uh, in the show. Uh, As you can tell, uh, the sound quality has improved. Uh, since uh episode one and uh you know we want to see where this show can go uh hopefully we can maybe get some correspondence uh one day um maybe film it uh, for youtube uh if uh, you guys have any suggestions of what you'd like to see the show become of course those are always welcome uh because you know we do this for you um so yeah uh Every little bit helps. And of course, if you can't afford anything and you just like the show, then please, you know, that's quite all right. Send us some comments. Let us know what you think of it. Uh, That means just as much to us, too.
1: And don't forget the website, www.ko-fi.com backslash eager beaver. Thanks, eh? And Ontario.
0: (laughs) Here we go. Premier Ford Etzel appears to have finally adopted a science-based province-wide reopening plan that is receiving begrudging approval. Mm. <clears throat> I guess he's tired of being a piñata. I guess. But of course, the secret will be in the follow-through. The Ford government has been deflecting, injecting rivers of toxic partisanship and appealing to
1: xenophobia. Racist prick.
0: Yep. Basically, it has tried everything except doing its job. The worst bits were the appeals for sympathy, however. First, Ford asked us to walk a mile in his shoes, though he never really attempted to walk a mile in ours. No. And then came the tears for the second or third time. Uh, Crocodile third, tears. Third, Crocodile third, anyway. tears. Yeah, the act is getting old. Uh, upon the death of Emily Victoria Viegas, Health Minister Christine Elliott
1: said during QP, Emily's death is truly a tragedy. She was a young woman who was just starting out in her life, and it is a tragic situation that she passed away. However, we all need to remember that we are working as hard as we can to bring vaccinations to as many people as possible. Uh, it's like
0: they do not hear the words coming out of their mouths as they nope. are coming out of their mouths. No. Nope. No, no, no. No howevers. Her death was a tragedy.
1: Period. That's it. Start talking as hard
0: as we can sister, yes. it ain't good enough.
1: Yeah. That's when you stop talking and walk off the stage or take questions. You don't say, but look at the good we're doing. No, 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 no. You're talking about a young woman who died needlessly because your uh, boss, I'm yeah. trying not to lose my temper here. Your mm-hmm. boss refuses to instill 10 paid sick days into the labor code of Ontario. It should be mandatory 10-page sick days for every person across Canada, period, bar none, end of story. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody says, but people will abuse it because they don't get enough vacation time. They'll just take the, t- well, then maybe you should give them more vacation time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's been proven if people have adequate vacation time and when they have sick days, they don't, they don't, first off, they don't accumulate and you don't use it as a vacation. Yeah pay people a decent wage and give them proper vacation time and guess what they give back to the employer treat
0: them like grown-ups mm-hmm
1: yes exactly stop treating like like children stop it yeah just stop just stop
0: then we have the worst offender of all oh god lord help me cold calculating, manipulative, deceitful, and seemingly heartless minister of long-term care, Dr. Merrily Fullerton, which I don't know where she forgot. First do no harm.
1: But that concept's gone. Who cried? We didn't start the fire.
0: Nobody accused you of starting the fire, boo-boo kitty. But you sure as hell took your sweet time getting off your backside to not do much to put it out now, did ya?
1: But I'm only one person.
0: Oh, boo-boo kitty, you poor thing. You may be only one, but honey, you're not the one. Get the hell out. And then, when NDP leader Andrea Horvath dared to scold her, Doctor offered,
1: "I will not be spoken to that way."
0: Uh, Three thousand seven hundred people died under your, rear, under your watch, specifically, Boo Boo Kitty. So, yeah, you will be spoken to that way, and uh, you're gonna take it, okay?
1: Yes. <sighs> Um, so when they identified postal code hotspots, mm-hmm. they identified, uh, I think three of them in Ottawa, one in Ottawa South legitimate mm-hmm. hotspot. I think one in Ottawa East legitimate hotspot one mm-hmm. in Ottawa, West Canada, Dr. Mary mm-hmm. Lee Fullerton's writing, not a hotspot. Hmm. They, oh, that's a hot spot. We're going to send vaccines there. No, it wasn't. People in Ottawa, the mayor, everybody's going, What the hell are you talking about? People who live mm-hmm. in that riding are going, uh, No, it isn't. We have the lowest case numbers in the province. What yep. the hell? Yep. Uh,
0: but her worst quid pro quo. Mm. Mm-hmm. But her worse the worse offense. <laughs> took place when she scheduled press availability to respond to both the auditor generals and the long-term cares commissioners report. That basically said that she did sweet (coughs) all. She took three questions and then she had to go Mm -hmm. because she had QP. She scheduled the availability for 30 minutes before QP. Now, if that isn't a freaking arrogant, big old flip of the bird and a screw you to the people, (laughs) what is? As the result, I know you're, you're, you're not saying anything, right? It's like, because you, you're going to pop.
1: I'm biting my tongue. I'm biting my tongue.
0: As the result of her incompetence external resources had to be sent in a second time thus making the ford government who got in promising a wave of <laughs> efficiencies the provincial government that has actually cost all canadians millions upon millions more not only are we not getting efficiencies oh no 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 this government is costing us and they've been into the piggy banks of other provinces
1: and uh, they can't account for 4.4 billion dollars that the federal government gave us Oops. Oopsie. Oh. You know, if, oh, if, I, if I was to lose an equivalent amount in my company, say $400,000, I'd be out of a job. You'd think that an alleged former drug dealer would
0: really stick close to his cash. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, uh, well. The same. Especially if you like walking. Uh, Ontarians and Canadians just can't afford ford ontario pc caucus here's a slogan please throw ford overboard Mm -hmm. it even rhymes okay (laughs) (sighs) then we get three card monty mcnaughton (laughs) who after trying to stick christopher freeland with the paid sick leave program joked and i assume it was a joke
1: we've always had the backs of workers in this province We were the first to introduce legislation that provides unlimited job protection for issues related to COVID-19, such as self-isolating, being sick, or caring for a loved one, and eliminating the need for sick notes. But more needs to be done. We continue to ask that the federal government fix the gaps in the Canada Recovery Sickness Benefit Program. Workers need a fair deal, not a minimum plan that pays minimum wage. Okay, hang on a second here. He can't be serious, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> Kathleen Wynne's liberal government gave us three sick days, two of which were paid, and eliminated sick notes. Mm-hmm. So those two paid sick days were not something you had to apply for. It was just superfluous to the employee. You got paid your regular eight-hour wage or whatever yep. it was for those two days, and, and you could have up to uh, 10 sick days in a year, and not affect your employment. Uh Uh-huh. So what the hell is this guy talking about? They got rid of all that when they came in, and now they're saying, look what we've done. No, 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 no. You haven't even given us back what you took away yet.
0: (laughs) And Fulton got rid of the inspections. Yeah. yeah, It's like they've taken all the drugs at once.
1: (laughs) Well, the iron ring around the long-term care homes, you know what that's for? That's for the shareholders and the executive Mm -hmm. branch. It is not for the residents. Mm-hmm. It never was. The Iron Ring was only to protect shareholders because you can't sue them now. Yep. Yep. Right? How How convenient.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, workers do need a fair deal, not a minimum
1: plan that pays minimum wage. Hi, this is Mr. Grizzly. Telling you that, um, well, I don't have hands, I have paws and claws. But if I had hands, I'd be more than happy to wash them. And if a mask would fit over my giant snout, I'd be happy to wear it. But I live in the woods and climb trees for a living, and eat salmon on occasion. You don't do that, so please, wash your hands, wear a mask, and remember to stay two meters apart. And if two meters is complicated, that's about the length of two hockey sticks on average. We good?
0: They just won't be getting it from three-card Monty, who announced a whole three paid sick leave days as being
1: the best paid sick leave program in North America, bar none.
0: When everyone was asking for ten. That three was one day better than what Quebec was offering at the time. Unfortunately for Monty, if it ever was the best program, it wasn't so for long when Manitoba announced six days shortly after. Three-card Monty cannot be found to see whether or not he wants to offer seven to keep the title.
1: Don't they have ten in the Yukon? That started during COVID. They just said everybody gets 10 paid oh, sick days.
0: you might be right. I need to check on that. But, but uh, yeah, I do think I've heard about that. Yes. yes.
1: They instituted that right. within the last year.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You might be right on that. Yeah, I have to check on that. Um, so, just about the only decent person in the entire Ford cabinet is Attorney General Doug Downey, who tried to warn everyone at the cabinet table that reviving carding would be a bad move. But did cabinet listen? of course not <laughs> and they voted for it for it anyway uh, like seriously man there's surely there must be someone we can slap <laughs>
1: just, line them up i'm ready
0: uh, man just like one like one big slap cluck, 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 down the line right mm-hmm. these five premiers, all of conservative ideology by refusing to lock down as hard as they should mm-hmm. as early as they should by reopening more than once mm-hmm. too quickly not acting fast enough to send vaccines to hotspots by wasting time campaigning against Ottawa rather than doing their jobs, by refusing to choke off potential vectors of transmission in workplaces, temporary foreign worker camps and incarceration facilities, Mm -hmm. by not properly ventilating schools last summer, by resisting paid sick leave, all they have done is create the third wave. They've extended the pandemic, they've extended the hit to mental and financial health, and they've made it all cost more. And these are the parties 10 years from now that are going to be whining about the death and the, the, the debt and the deficit. Yeah. That yeah. they could have reduced right now mm-hmm. by making smarter decisions right now. Right? They're going to criticize the program spending that kept us alive and kept us going. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this. But they will absolutely count on it. They will absolutely completely get a huge case of harponesia when mm-hmm. it comes to all the additional costs that
1: we've incurred. Due to their incompetence and bad decisions and every time i see somebody scream trudeau's putting us into massive amounts of debt well please tell me what would your choice have been to do just let everyone die because if we're all dead there's no economy to support Mm-hmm. right and if you
0: and if you want to get back you know if we're looking at this you know it's like whoops you know we were really, we're playing ball hockey and mm-hmm. someone yelled car mm-hmm yeah You want to make sure that everybody can still run and everybody has a hockey stick and everybody has a net when the car goes and somebody says game on,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right? (laughs) So it's just, uh. so conclusively, Mm -hmm. conservative governments are bad for our health. And the five of them listed here deserve to be turfed when their next election comes up. Now, somebody might be able to make a good case for Quebec.
1: Yeah, it's possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's like that he's made some good decisions because I guess this is where it counts. That 70% and that thing creates Mm -hmm. a fourth wave. Right. Then I'm sorry, because this literally, this is just to be just to say like, we're not 100% with Trudeau. Mm
1: -hmm. There's no other reason for this. That's it. That's all it is. It's being contrary.
0: So where Ontario and Alberta are concerned, the numbers indicate that
1: this is a possibility. According to McLean's, When Main Street last took the pulse of Ontario voters back in February, Doug Ford enjoyed a crushing 18-point lead over its rivals, with a level of support even surpassing the party's 2018 majority victory results. A subsequent Main Street poll on May 16th revealed that, Among all the poll's respondents, the PC leads with 26% of support. The NDP and Liberals are tied for second place with 23 and 22%, respectively. But Doug Ford's approval ratings are in
0: the tank. Completely in the tank. Mm-hmm. So in the lead by a little bit, but all Barely. three parties are within the margin of error of each other. Mm-hmm. And the highest number is twenty-six. Whenever when's the last time you've seen that in the pool? Uh, three parties like this, and not one of them's got thirty.
1: I I I don't know if I've ever seen that. To be honest, that's rare. <laughs> really, I so, can't I can't again, recall a time.
0: Club club. <laughs> glub club. Now the NDP's got twenty three. People know Andrea Horvath. Yes. There's a great opportunity for Steven Del Duca here mm-hmm. if he can get some airtime as the third party guy. But already at twenty two, when people don't even know him?
1: Yeah, that's 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 I think people are just so fed up with this uh, provincial conservative government and, and the damage that it's done to Ontarians that much of which will be irreversible. The cuts he's like if your child has autism and you live in the province of Ontario Good luck, pal. Like, good mm-hmm. luck. And as for Alberta,
0: a May 20th Main Street poll showed that the NDP is leading the UCP 38 to 31. That's interesting. That's interesting. And with, you know, bottom falling out a little bit on the UCP,
1: mm-hmm.
0: people are not happy. Like this, there's, you know... He doesn't have to lose much—two, three percent here, another two, three percent here. You know, going to Maverick or Wildrose—just yeah, you know, one or two percent. Then all of a sudden, that's thirty-eight, twenty-nine, and game it's over. To look real good for Rachel. Yep.
1: Starting well, uh, Rachel. and Albertans—a a great, a great number of Albertans who voted for Kenny in the last election. have I've, I've spoken to some of them, and they've, they've greatly regretted mm-hmm they they said you know what rachel notley was and people said well first time we have a deficit it's so like yeah well you're not going to be able to rely on oil anymore okay oil and gas is disappearing fast mm-hmm. it's disappearing quicker than anybody thought it would so yep. get used to it so rejig your economy well rachel notley was on the right path mm-hmm. and people got freaked out and they they thought this uh this fella coming in would support the oil and gas, and he did. He gave billions to oil and gas companies, and then they uh, closed up shop, packed up their offices, and left. Yep. With four or five billion dollars worth of Albertans' money.
0: Yep. Thank God she stayed. Yes. I think she knew.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I
0: think she knew that he would come in. Look, well, let's let's put it this way. Okay. Again, it's one of the things we had, Jason Kenny. We've seen him for about two decades in Ottawa before mm-hmm. he went to. Get, it's not that we were hating on you, Alberta; we were just trying to tell you that your man was no good.
1: That's <laughs> all it was. It's all it ever Every was.
0: Every single ministerial file this man handled in Ottawa, he bungled. Every one. He bungled it. He was terrible at defense. He was terrible with the 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 the. The temporary foreign workers program. When he was at Immigration and Citizenship, he's just and the entire time, the entire time he was like trying to unite the right and running for the UCP, he stayed mm-hmm. as an employee of Parliament. Mm-hmm. He collected salary and pension and benefits and accumulated salary and pen. Like,
1: but he's there for you
0: while pursuing his like. Like Olivia Chow, when she ran for for, for mayor of Trump, she quit. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. ran for mayor.
1: That's what you do. But,
0: but Patrick Brown, he didn't quit when he was running for the... <laughs>
1: Jason, yeah.
0: Jason yeah. Kenney, he didn't. So, you know, again, right? These people are not conservatives. They're not. They're not. They're not, not at all. Real conservatives would not have done that. No, they would not.
1: Right? They would not have There's, done
0: that. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs>
1: He's a yeah. He got to go. He's a you bubbling gotta go. fool. Yeah. I uh, just don't so, even get me started on the man. I, I I could go on for hours, and I just yeah. I, no, no. And kids, that's how we decided to end it. At the, that point, we thought we were actually going to stop for a
0: commercial break. And then we realized we had been talking for over 50 minutes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we uh, we had it out. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the discussion. If you have any thoughts or comments about uh, our discussion, please send them to us. We would love to hear from you. Um, we welcome feedback in the form of compliments, bribes to be on the show constructive criticism, gentle corrections if we got anything factually incorrect, happy stories of things that have happened to you or your dear ones, and participation in our listeners challenge, we want to see your spring has sprung photos. You can do all of that on our Facebook blog page, The True North Eager Beaver, or at True Eager on Twitter. If you really like this show, you can find us on Google, Spotify, Apple, so please tell your friends. And finally, If you really, really, really like this podcast and wish to encourage us to do more, we work for tips. Please feel free to buy a cup of coffee for Mr. Grizzly here or a mug of hot chocolate for me via our coffee page at coffee.com backslash eager beaver. That's ko-fi.com backslash eager beaver, all in one word, lowercase. From the Beaver Lodge, this is Mr. Grizzly and your eager beaver saying, until next time, dear kids. It can be a tough world out there, so be kind to and gentle with yourself. We hope you enjoyed this special edition of our show. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready?